The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams, with co-host Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lemont Williams and Jacob Greer. Voice of America, welcome back to another week of Outside the Huddle on the Voice of America Sports Network. I'm Lemont Williams, and my co-host is... Jacob Greer. To contact the show, or to join the show, the contact information is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email us at Sports at yahoo.com. Jacob, how are you surviving this hot, humid weather, man? It's about 100 degrees outside. Hey, man, I'm surviving by staying inside. That's the only way to survive. Yeah, actually, man, I'm a fool. I'm out there working out late in the evenings, man, trying to get in some shape, man. I Started back running yesterday, so I'm, I'm good right now. I'm trying to sweat off some of this weight. But uh, let's go ahead and get the show started. Uh, today's show, we'll discuss college, college World Series uh, finals as well as Major League Baseball. We'll go around the NFL. We'll discuss the Houston Texans and the, and the AFC South Division. Invite Chris Spencer, President and CEO of Hydromax Systems, to, Hydromax Systems Inc., to the show. Uh, but first, Jake, let's go ahead and talk a little NBA as well as the NBA draft starting tomorrow night. Uh, the 2009 NBA draft starts tomorrow night, Jacob, and for the most part, man, this is the might be the most unpredictable draft uh, uh, so far, Jacob. Uh, you know, we, we talked about Blake Griffin and we talked about uh, the Clippers and all that, but uh, I want to kind of start off uh, talking about draft prospects and, and what they'll be facing as far as the pressure and make sure they get with the right team. And I, I jotted down a few guys that I think, that uh, need to be with the right team. So I'm going to go ahead and state my guys, and I want you to go ahead and state yours once I'm done, Jacob. Uh, my first guy I have is uh, Blake Griffin. We all know that he's going to be the number one draft pick, but with that being the number one draft pick comes pressure. And I, I want to see how he, uh, he withhold that pressure this year going into uh, his rookie season, uh, kind of being the face now of the Clippers. I'm going to go ahead and just say the Clippers going to draft him, so go be the face of the Clippers heading to next season. I want to see how he adjusts from going from a small – uh, being a kid that grew up in Oklahoma, playing in Oklahoma University, and then going to the one of the big big cities out there on the West Coast, I want to see how he adjusts in, within his rookie season. As well as the Clippers, man, they they have a, a bad history of a bad draft pick. I remember a couple of years ago they drafted a guy named Michael Olamakani, uh first-round draft pick. Uh, he didn't pan out as well. But I want to see how this front office and the team uh, kind of surround uh, this rookie, uh, Blake Griffin, going into his rookie season. Another guy I got on my list, Jacob, was Brandon Jennings. That's a young man that foregoed his senior year last year that went to play basketball overseas in the Italian league. I want to see how he plays out. Uh, I really didn't see too much footage of him because he was overseas. 
But I want to see if he ends up being a lottery pick. Uh, and if he and don't and don't and he if he does not become a draft pick, I'm a lottery pick. I want to know uh, how he'll bounce back. What team will kind of scoop him up and see where he, he end up being uh, heading to this rookie season. And my last guy, Jacob, is Tyler Hansberg. We talked about him quite a bit throughout the NCAA tournament as well as heading into the draft. He's pretty much living that that same shadow of Kristen uh, Lakeman being a, a college all-star pretty much out of his four years at UNC. Uh, I think if he doesn't land with the right team uh, right out the gate, uh, I think he might end up being like one of those journeymen and always traveling from team to team. Well, you know, Lamont, you talked about fitting into uh, you know, a system for the new guys coming in and playing under pressure. You know, one of the things that you think about as a uh, player getting ready to draft is the team that's probably going to take you. And I think Blake Griffin is eventually going to fit into the uh, Clippers' uh, uh, system. Now, he's a guy, you're right, who's coming out of Oklahoma, has never pretty much been to the big city, and there is an adjustment that he's going to have to make, but I'm almost certain the Clippers are going to have the right people around him uh, in order for him to uh, make that adjustment. Another sleeper that I have that's moving up the uh, draft charts pretty fast is uh, James Harden, and I think Minnesota is probably going to take him at number five. He's a great shooter, very athletic kid, can run the floors, and I think that's something that they uh, that the Minnesota Timberwolves are missing. You talked about Brandon, Brandon Jennings, uh, you know, going from high school straight to Italy uh, in exchange for that $1.3 million. Uh, it's going to see where he's going to fit in in the draft as well. Uh, you know, he talked a little bit about uh, Rubio not being a great guard, and he felt like he should be a top-five pick. But, uh, you know, with that being said, I- I'm-, I'm waiting to see where he's going to go. I think he's going to fit somewhere, you know, like like Miami, who needs a true point guard, and maybe you can move Dwayne Wade back to that number two. Uh, but he's going he's gonna, to uh, fit into someone's system. Uh, he's a very, very uh, good point guard. The thing that I want, I'm waiting to see uh, tomorrow night, Lamont, is Rubio. Everybody is talking about Rubio. If the Memphis Grizzlies are going to take him or if he's going to move down, I don't see the Memphis Grizzlies taking him when they have O.J. Mayo and Mike Connolly sitting there as two point guards. They're going to have to move one of those guys, and I don't think they're ready to uh, move any of those two uh, that they have now. Yeah, and since you went ahead and said you think Memphis is not going to take him, let's go ahead and do our, our mark draft. Everybody has a mark draft this time of the year when the NBA as well as when the NFL draft comes around. So let's do a quick mark draft. I, you know, I'm going to give you my first five picks, and, and you state your first five picks, and we go from discussion from there. You know, again, I got number one, Griffin, going to the Clippers. I got Tabib going to Memphis uh, due to the fact that I think they need some help on the defensive side, and they need a a shot blocker, so I got to be going to Memphis. My third pick, I either got Rubio or I got Stephen Curry going to the Thunder, Oklahoma City. My fourth pick, I got uh, Sacramento Kings going with Johnny Flint out of Syracuse. Uh, I think they need a kind of a vocal leader out there in Sacramento, or they might get the kid out of uh, Memphis, uh, uh, Tyreek Evans. You know, he he reminds a lot of people of Jerry Stackhouse. So with his size and his toughness, I think that would be a great pick. Uh, but the Wizards with the fifth pick end up trading their pick to Minnesota, and I'm at a limbo with that pick. Uh, you know, with them letting go Kevin McHale last week, their coach, uh, for me doing my research and just looking at some footage on them, I really think they need help at the guard play. 
Well, I'll tell you what, uh, those are, those, I mean, it seems like you're right on it. Uh, you know, my first five is I got Blake Griffin with the Clippers. Khabib is definitely – I think he's going to Minnesota because they – I don't think they're going to sit there with three guards and not do anything. Uh, the third pick, I have Rubio going to Oklahoma City. Um, I have Evans, uh, Tariq Evans, going to Sacramento. And the reason I, I put him there, Lamont, is because Sacramento needs a number three type guy. And uh, I, I think he fits into that system of what they're trying to do out there, and I think they're going to take him at the number four. And at number five, you know, like I said earlier, I think the Minnesota Timberwolves are either going to take James Harden uh, or they're going to go with uh, Jordan Hill out of Arizona. And the only reason I say Jordan Hill is because he adds size to, the, uh, to that Minnesota front line, you know, sitting at 6'10". Yeah. Let's go and spice it up a little bit, Jacob. You know, let's, let's talk about some uh, – now we talk about draft picks. Let's talk about our – Favorite all-time draft picks. Uh, of course, you got Magic and Jordan and Bird. Uh, but I want to give you three sleepers, I think, that end up, uh, at the time when they were drafted, nobody thought that it would be a great picks, but end up being, uh, having great careers in the NBA. My first guy I want to throw out there is John Stockton. In my opinion, he was kind of like the Montana, Joe Montana, the NBA, NBA for the Utah Jazz. Uh, my second sleeper, I got Joe Dumars. I was a big uh, Detroit Pistons fan, a Bad Boys fan. I think Joe Dumas was a great compliment to Isaiah Thomas and, and that chemistry they had up there in Detroit. And my last guy, got to go with a hometown guy, was Sam Cassell, been drafted back in, I think it was 93, he got drafted back in 93. Uh, that was a steal pick there. Uh, he was a big he made a big contribution to uh, the Rockets' run in 94, 95, one of those championship, NBA championships. Well, I tell you what, man, I mean, again, it's hard to uh, debate what you have. I think John Stockton, you know, was definitely one of the probably best picks ever made in the draft because they wasn't expecting much out of him, and he went on to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, you know, one of, my, one of my all-time great players to me, when he was drafted, you know, he came to the NBA. Nobody really knew about him, but he made a name for himself, and that was downtown Freddie Brown. Uh, and, you know, Joe Dumar coming out of McNeese, he was a, you know, small-town kid, small-town school, going to the NBA and definitely making a name for himself by going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Let's, before we go to a quick break, let's go ahead and talk about our Rockets. Uh, we don't really have a – Houston Rockets don't have a draft pick in this, this current draft for tomorrow. But there was some trade talks coming out last week, some rumors talking about uh, Gal Mean possibly being traded to Cav uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Jacob, I kind of knew that was rubbish and some BS when I first heard it. But, again, uh, Cavaliers, you know, they brought on some new investors, some Chinese investors uh, to kind of expand their market and their network over there. And and, and I'm kind of glad that Yao Ming got ahead of the story and kind of came out on record and said uh, he, he wants to remain in Houston and he, he's looking to win an uh, NBA title. Well, I tell you what, you know, in today's uh, starved economy, you know, teams are definitely looking for avenues in which to make more money. And, you know, with Yao Ming uh, being, you know, from China, and it's a country that is starving for basketball, uh, you know, I think the Cavaliers made a, you know, very good move in bringing in those Chinese investors to uh, boost their, uh, uh, their, their image uh, in China. But I, I don't see, I don't see uh, Yao going to Cleveland. Uh, I think he's going to stay here in Houston, and I think it's a great pick, you know, pick up for Houston because not only does it, you know, do something for Houston here in the city of Houston because he's playing here, but it sends a global uh, image for the Houston Rockets, you know, yep. back in China and in the Asian region. 
Well, Jacob, it's time for us to take a short break. After this break, we'll invite Christopher Spencer, President and CEO of Hydromax Systems. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave my wheels and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Well, I was out with my girlfriends the other night. On my way back to my car, a guy jumped out from behind an SUV. Fortunately, I had my taser from spyunlimited.com. That was a close one. The tools you need to protect yourself are right here. SpyUnlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458. Or click on the SpyUnlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boys' eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannons. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of its canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports you're outside the huddle with lemont williams and co-host jacob greer Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, it's that segment where we invite people to the show. And today I, I reached out to a good friend of mine. Uh, for the listeners out there here in Houston, Texas, we've been about 30 days without rain in a rain drought. And uh, with the summer approaching, well, the summer is here now, and, and kids reporting back to football camp as well as NFL players heading to training camp, I, I contacted a good friend of mine that created a good product. So uh, I want to welcome Christopher Spencer to the, uh, to the show outside the huddle. Chris, welcome. How you doing, sir? Thank you very much for bringing me on. 
Oh, man, it's always a pleasure to have a brother on here talking sports and, and a little bit of business. Chris, uh, for the listeners out there, tell them a little bit about your sports background. Uh, my sports background, I was uh, been an athlete basically my whole life. Uh, played uh, high school football, uh, baseball as well. Uh, got drafted in baseball, so I took my college career that that direction. Uh, graduated in San Francisco State, and uh, you know decided to you know pursue some entrepreneurial uh, you know goals and everything. But I you know basically a football baseball player my whole life. Okay, okay. Before we start talking about your hydration product, I want to get your take on on uh, Major League Baseball and, and players using steroids. You know that's a funny situation because uh, you know I, I really really love the game of baseball and respect it a lot. And I, I think it's just a situation where uh, it was used for competitive reasons and Major League Baseball knew and they let it got, get out of hand. And, you know, prime example is Barry Bonds. If you look at the steroid era, Barry Bonds really didn't start technically taking steroids or showing that he was, you know, for two or three years after you started seeing, you know, home run spikes and people like, you know, Brady Anderson and Ken Caminetti and even, you know, uh, Sammy Sosa's and Mark McGuire's. And I think, you know, if you're going to start being overshined by, you know, a situation where your competitors that you're trying to, you know, keep your endorsements and keep your pride and keep your fame are using steroids and Major League Baseball is ignoring it, you know, for competitive reasons, you have to do it too. So, you know, here nor there, whether he used it or he didn't, I think steroids really got out of hand and it's the Major League Baseball organization's fault. Yeah, uh, I'm talking with Chris Spencer, President and CEO of Hydromax Systems, Inc. Uh, Chris, let's go ahead and move to the business side of the segment. Uh, uh, you got you created an awesome product uh, called Hydromax System. Uh, can you explain to the listeners about this high-tech product? What this product is, it's a hydration system that mounts to your shoulder pads, uh, weighs about a pound when full, you know, filled with 16 ounces of fluid. Uh, it's impact-proof, impact-resistant. And what it is, it's a tool to be able to maintain your hydration during the segments of football practice where you don't have access to water. All the studies that have been done, all the research that have been done, your body needs so much hydration, fluid intake consistently to be able to stay hydrated. And one of the gaps are is that you have 20 or 30-minute segments where you don't have access to hydration in very, very competitive uh, segments of football and in different forms of athletics, and then you have a, a two- or three-minute break where it's a rush for water, and then you go back to another segment. So being a college athlete, baseball athlete, you know, I figured this was going to be a solution to help players keep their edge, stay hydrated, if, you know, so they can use it as a tool to start bridging the gap to consistent hydration. Okay. Now you said it's uh, eight-ounce water. Uh, does the water stay cool within that, within that pouch? Uh-huh, it's actually uh, 16 ounces of fluid, and, uh, you know, from our timing and our testing, the, the water stays cold up to 30 minutes inside the pouch. And so throughout the flow of intake of water, that 16 ounces of fluid should actually be gone within 20 minutes if you're using it as a proper tool. And so basically you're not going to have any issues with uh, the water heating up. Uh, and then during a break you can refill your Hydromax as well as get some regular water on the sideline. And to refill the package... A lot of the uh, will the trainers have uh, access to to the bottles, or how will the how would a player uh, from a high school level or from the pro level be able to refill their package? Uh, there's actually a squirt bottle that we invented that uh, connects to the hydration system and fills it up within five seconds. 
uh, you know, just a regular squirt bottle it has a special uh, nozzle intake valve that connects and disconnects, and you have a five-minute period, I mean, a, a five-second period to refill the whole package. Well, I've been on your website, on the Hydromax System uh, website, and uh, from what I saw, I was blown away, man. Uh, I saw that you had done some work with Snoop Dogg as well as some stuff in the league. Uh, um, can you give us a little bit of history on, on, on your process so far? Yeah, what, uh, what we did is we, you know, we actually uh, started pursuing a product in 2004 and actually brought it to fruition with testing in 2006. And uh, Snoop Dogg's Little League football team out in the, uh, the west coast of the U.S. is a uh, league where we tested it with some players. And uh, testing went great. We also were on a reality show where we were able to win the invention show and, uh, you know, start moving forward with doing some business with vendors. And uh, we've just been slowly growing. Uh, you know, kind of penetrating different little league teams across the U.S., uh, you know, year in, year out. So that's kind of where the product's been so far. Hey, Chris, uh, Jacob Greer. Hey, um, and speaking uh, about your product, um, now it sounds like this is a great product. Do you have any other ideas that you're coming up with uh, to help uh, athletes and, uh, and other uh, uh, fields other than football? Yeah, actually, we're expanding this product to be able to uh, be utilized in the construction industry as well as in the soccer uh, field and uh, working with runners as well. And, you know, different designs uh, to make it, you know, athletic-friendly and function with, you know, your bodily movement to where, you know, like I said, the water will be an additional tool and not anything that's actually, you know, painful or causing, you know, any any problems with uh, your performance and trying to compete to be the best in the industry you're working in. So we, we've been working on it pretty hard. Right now we're looking to expand and, and get some, uh, you know, larger investors involved to try to take it to the next level. We believe our testing has done a lot of uh, proof, has, has provided a lot of proof and gotten a lot of feedback that it's, it's a legitimate and uh, cutting-edge product. Yeah. Now, you know, we all understand the economy that we're living in and being a tough time. For the listeners out there, uh, if they want to kind of buy a product or buy the Hydromax uh, system, hydration uh, product, uh, do you have a website? And first of all, tell us the retail price, uh, the website price for, for the product. Uh, the, the retail price for the product is forty nine ninety nine. Uh, we do bulk ordering for Little League teams, you know, to help reduce the price because, uh, you know, our number one goal is to help keep the kids safe. Uh, if you want to reach out to me and you are interested in anything, you would be able to email me at cspencer, S-P-E-N-C-E-R, at hydromaxsystems.com. Our website is hydromaxsystems.com. It uh, gives you a very detailed overview of the product and uh, some information about the history of the product. And uh, we're absolutely excited to work with anybody that uh, is looking to you know, test the product out or have an experience in uh, you know, keeping their kids safe. Yeah. Well, Chris, man, I appreciate you coming on, uh, showing me some love, man. I kind of was thinking earlier this week, like, man, it was this, this, uh, uh, this heat kind of blazing down on us here in Houston, and and I mean, every year somebody in the past from heat-related uh, uh, death. I want to kind of get you the opportunity to get out here and plug your your product as well as some things you got going on here in Houston. Absolutely, man. I really appreciate it. The biggest thing that consumers need to realize is that it's a tool. It's something that's there to help prevent and help increase performance so it's a tool and that you know it's better to have a kid safe on the field and uh than, than be sorry later on so 
you know, we definitely appreciate the opportunity to come and talk to on your radio show. Uh, your radio show is awesome. So we, uh, we definitely appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Chris. All right. Thank you, Jacob. Okay. Jacob, I think we got less than two minutes for the break. So let's go ahead and break now. And when we come back, we'll finish up. We'll, we'll go around the NFL as well as talk about uh, college baseball, Major League Baseball. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports life can be full of risks one thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance if you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance you need to make this free call right now and see how the mega life and health insurance company can help you get it we specialize in helping the self-employed and individuals just like you who need affordable health insurance to get it so call us right now 888-459-4825 888 459-4825. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, call us now and see how we can help you. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. Home office, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not available in all states. Benefits may vary by state. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying, thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who will work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, it's that time where we go around the NFL and talk about last week, headlines as well as this week. But before we do that, Jacob, I want to go ahead and send our condolences out to Ted Thomas' uh, family. Uh, Ted Thomas was the high school coach from Iowa that got shot and killed today. Uh, I know it's kind of like a, a spontaneous thing to our segment, Jacob, but I just want to show him some love during this football segment uh, for him and his family as well. Yeah, Lamont, and uh, it's nice for you to even think about that. You know, you know it happened today, but, yeah, that was a tragic loss for uh, not only the state of Iowa, man, but for football, you know, in general. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't care if you're on the high school level as well as the NFL level. Once you, once you participate in this football game, you you kind of embed it into this fraternity called football. So uh, I want to send, again, I want to send our condolences out to Ed Thomas and his family. But, Jacob, let's go ahead and uh, – Talk some NFL. Uh, let's discuss the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, the Texans are on break until the players report to mandatory, mandatory mini uh, uh, training camp on July 30th. And, I, you know, I, as I watch the NFL Network every day, uh, NFL Network had this, this uh, top-rated, top 32 teams in NFL, and they rated our Texans number 22. So that had me thinking. I was like, okay, with the Texans, we have, you know, we have defensive playmakers in place. We have Mario Williams, D'Amico Ryan, Brian Cushing, the rookie, as well as cornerback uh, Dante Robertson. As well on the offensive side, we have Andre Johnson and Steve Slayton. Uh, I think uh, they had us ranked 22, but I think one of the key factors for our Texans uh, this season, Jacob, is, uh, is always you want to eliminate turnovers and produce more, more touchdowns. But last year within our division, the AFC South division, the Houston Texans only had a 40% 46% uh, rating as far as uh, in the red zone. I think we can improve that within the red zone as well as keep things simple. I think a lot of times last year, Gary Kubiak, uh, he may he try to be you know too flamboyant or try to do too much within the red zone. Just keep things simple. Run the ball more in the red zone. And I think they need to run the ball more in the red zone run it better. Well, I tell you what, Lamont. You know, you you, you kind of like hit it right on the head. But there, you know, there, you know, in breaking down the Texans, there's a couple of issues that they have. I mean, you're right. They, I think the defense is fine. I think they, you know, they pretty much have one of, you know, if not a top ten defense in the league in the NFL. They are almost there. The problem comes on the offensive side of the ball with the Houston Texans. Uh, you're right. You know. Forty-five point nine percent, you know, of the times in the red zone, you know, is when Houston scored. You kind of like want to be in the sixty-eight to seventy percent area, so they are way under that number, and that's something that they also, you know, they have to look at. Thirty-two turnovers, you know, that's not good in 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 a football season. So they have to minimize the turnovers. Now, uh, the bright spot on the offense. It's passing, you know, with Andre Johnson and a couple of other receivers and, and Owens at the tight end. I, I think they have a chance of becoming a very, very good offensive team. 
But that's something that, you know, they, they, they have to eliminate those turnovers and they have to be a little bit more productive in the red zone in order to be a good playoff team at the end of the season. And I also want to mention that I think the Texans need to get out to a quick start. Uh, last year, you know, some things happened that they can't control, like Hurricane Ike, so they was on the road a lot, which ended up giving them a record of 2-6 and six on the road. Uh, I think if they get out to a fast start by winning the first game against the Jets, as well as going down to Tennessee and beating the Titans, I think they have momentum going, heading into the October and November uh, uh, month. Let's go ahead and talk about the AFC South Division. For the listeners out there, uh, we're based in Houston, so, you know, we kind of focus on the Texans since that's our home team as well as the AFC South Division. So, Jacob, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the remaining teams in the AFC South Division, starting off with the Colts. Uh, the Colts released their all-pro wide receiver, uh, Marvin Harrison, early this year. But I think uh, a guy like uh, uh, Anthony Gonzalez, guy at Ohio State, heading into his third season, I think he's, now that Marvin Harrison is, is removed from the team, I think he's going to step his game up, kind of like Anthony Gonzalez for uh, – for the reason that he's kind of like a crafty wide receiver. Uh, he kind of got labeled as a slot receiver coming out of Ohio State. But he, he has great uh, uh, route running ability for that offense. I think uh, now that he'd be opposite of, uh, uh, I forgot the wide receiver on the other side, but uh, now that he would be the main guy on the opposite end, I think that would give Peyton Manning the opportunity uh, in that timing offense because they're pretty much Peyton Manning in that offense now. It's a timing offense, so... Uh, his route running and, and being on the same page with Peyton Manning will be an asset heading to the season. Well, I, I agree on that. You know, I, I think I think Indianapolis Colts are still the team to beat in the AFC South. Uh, you know, with the you know with the loss of the wide receiver and the loss of the head coach, I know there's probably going to be you know an adjustment that they're going to have to make in the early part of the season. But, again, I think they are the team. Uh, as long as you got Peyton Manning back there, I think they are the team to beat in the uh, AFC South. Yeah, let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, they, they released a guy that they invested in, Matt Jones, a wide receiver. Uh, but they picked up, a, in my opinion, they picked up a steady production uh, wide receiver out of Torrey Hope. Yeah, Torrey might be a little bit older in age, but I think with that wisdom and that experience from winning the Super Bowl with the St. Oh, Louis Rams, uh, I think he'll be a great asset as well over in Jacksonville. Well, I tell you what, you know, with with I think the rushing is going to be a strength for them with Maurice Jones, Drew, and I do agree. I think you know with the addition, you know, of of of, of, of you know, Holtz and and some other receivers, I think they're going to have a balanced attack on the offensive side of the ball. My only concern comes with Jacksonville is going to be, you know, that passing defense. When you're facing Peyton Manning and, 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 and his passing performance two times a year, and then you come with the Texans with Andre Johnson, you know, twice a year, and then you have New England with Randy Moss who's on their schedule, and you have Arizona with Larry Fitzgerald on their schedule. I think Jacksonville problem this year is going to be their passing defense. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Let's finish off with the last team, which is the Tennessee Titans. They won the division last year. They lost a big asset in the middle, which is uh, Albert Hainsworth to free agency. He's been picked up by the uh, Washington Redskins. Uh, but they also drafted a guy named Jason Jones, a D-tackle, with a, a big wingspan out of, you know, in the second round, as well as they signed uh, Javon Hay out of, out of Tampa. Uh, I think teams are going to attack Tennessee a little bit different this year. Now that Albert Hainsworth is removed from the D-line, 
and he's not demanding uh, double teams. I want to see uh, how the Texans and as well as Jacksonville, you stated Jacksonville like to run with Maurice Jones Drew. I want to see how they attack that now up the middle. Now they're going with a, a smaller lineup compared to the bigger lineup they had a year ago. Well, I'll tell you what, with Tennessee, I thought their strength was the defensive line. And with the loss of Hainsworth, you know, last year Tennessee forced 31 turnovers. And I think, they're, if I'm not mistaken, they were second in the league in that category. But, you know, with the loss of Hainsworth, I think it puts a question mark now on that defensive line. And I think teams are going to be able to uh, run against, uh, against Tennessee. One of the things that they need to shore up, uh, Lamont, is their passing defense. You know, they were 25th in the NFL last year. They haven't made really any improvements in that area. So uh, it could be a long season for Tennessee this year. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, that's why they, they line up every Sunday and they play the game every Sunday. So it's, it's going to be exciting, AFC South Division. And, again, for the listeners out there, we'll be covering not just the Houston Texans but as well as the whole AFC South Division. Let's go ahead and stay in the AFC, Jacob, and talk about my main man, Chad Ochocinco, uh, making a statement last week about the Bengals will make the playoffs in 2009. And, Jacob, for the most part, I, I love Chad. I like the fact that he brings, he breathes life into the league, uh, to this business first league, and guys like Chad Ocho and, and T.O. But, you know, I understand Chad did the boxing thing this summer and he got his swag back. But, however, I don't see the playoffs in the near future in that division. Uh, you got guys like the Baltimore Ravens. and They had a successful year with a productive quarterback as well as the Super Bowl champions in that division, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think Chad needs to just uh, take one day at a time and stop barking loud and, if, you know, with the, with the old saying, writing a check that his butt can't cash. Well, I'll tell you what, Lamont, if he doesn't believe in himself and his teammates, who will? And I think he's doing uh, – I think by him coming out and telling everyone – that uh, you know that the Cincinnati Bengals will make the playoffs. I think he's lighting a fire under his team and saying, you know what, we are capable of doing that. But you know what, it was happy to see Chad, you know, and 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 uh, Palmer, you know, standing there talking and going over plays. And you know, it's good to see those two guys, you know, on the same page because you know, you know how Chad can control a game. And if Palmer can get Chad on the same page, I think Cincinnati may have a pretty good season this year. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's one thing to, to to speak loud and be confident. It's another thing to be foolish. And I think he's, he, he, you know, in that division, which is a blue-black division, it's a tough smash-mouth division, I don't really see them making, you know, beating the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers out for a spot or the Ravens. But uh, we'll see. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about a topic we talked about last week, and we'll talk real brief on it, uh, Dante Stallworth. Uh, we had mentioned, you know, he – Played uh, to a guilty charge last week, but uh, then the league came out after our show uh, aired last last Wednesday, suspended him indefinitely. Jacob, uh, and I just want to get your take on it. I want to know if you thought that was a fair fair shake for uh, for Dante Stallworth. Well, I think it was a great decision, you know, by Roger Goodell to suspend him indefinitely. Because you know what, what Roger Goodell is saying is that you know what, you go ahead, you get yourself together. Don't worry about football. You take care of all of your commitments that you have, you know, to the city of Florida or the state of Florida to the judicial system, and you know, you know, then you come back, you know, to play football. But right now, we're not going to let you play football. You handle all of your problems. And I think it was a great decision by the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I just it just reconfirms my what I stated a couple of weeks ago about the Michael Vick situation. I think that Cadell uh, moving forward Dante situation. Uh, I, in my opinion, I think he will be suspended for a whole year. 
kind of get that out of the, out of the system and kind of get that going moving forward. But I also think that Vic will not play this year. I stated before, I, I, I think, uh, first of all, he has to get back in football shape, not physically but just m- mentally as well. But I think uh, Roger Cadell will kind of make his mark on, on suspending Vic because you got to understand, Vic just didn't lie to the public. He lied to the commissioner in his face. I remember back in April a couple of years ago when Cadell uh, confronted Vic about the situation and Vic wasn't up front with him. So, uh, you know, when you're in a position of power, I think you, you, you tend not to forget about things like that. So he's going to make his mark, in my opinion. But, uh, let's talk about another quarterback. I mentioned Vic. Let's talk about Ryan Leaf. Uh, I had this down to talk about last week, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it. I, I don't know what's the deal with Ryan Leaf, man. Uh, uh, first, he's AWOL. He's MIA. Uh, you know, they got got some out for him. He got an indictment out for him. And now he's, you know, he's posting $45,000 bond on a drug and burglary charge, uh, Jacob. But uh, this guy, man, in my opinion, Jacob, he had a lot of talent coming to the NFL, I think, back in 98. But for some reason, he never had any guidance. And, and it, it still shows today. Well, I tell you what, you know, I, in a way, when I read that story, I felt kind of bad for him because, you know, here's a guy who was at the uh, pinnacle of, you know, you know, success, with, you know, with the NFL or or going into the NFL, and then all of a sudden, you know, to kind of like hit rock bottom. Uh, you, you know, in a way, I felt kind of sad for him, and you know, I was hoping that you know maybe somewhere down the road there will be help for you know a Ryan Leaf type uh, type person, but. uh you know, it was pretty sad to uh, read that story. Speaking of hitting rock bottom, former NFL and Miami Hurricane star quarterback Bernie Kosar, you know, he filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection last week. And, and I read that article and read that story, Jacob, and he said somewhere where he owes the Cleveland Browns something like $1.5 million. Uh, No, he said that he had unsecured debt of $1.5, but he still owed the Cleveland Browns. And I was thinking, this guy retired back in '96. No way in heck he'd still be on the, the Browns organization, but I don't know those terms and conditions. But uh, uh, it comes to show you, man, that you know even though you're drafting, you come out of college as a, a top pick, you got to have somebody manage your money, and, and this guy didn't have that. Well, it sounds like he did. Uh, you know, it, you know, and I also, you know, he had a very good uh, steakhouse in Miami, and it's my understanding that. You know, they closed that down as well. But, you know, it's it's another sad story where, you know, a guy, you know, he makes a lot of money and, you know, he doesn't manage his money well. And, you know, now he's facing a lot of debt. So. Yeah. Well, Jacob, it's time for take another break. After this break, we'll wrap up the show and talk a little baseball. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be her voice america sports what's it like what's it like it's lonely it's really lonely i miss my brother i miss my brother i'm surrounded by other people but it's not the same i've got other people around me but it's not the same 
It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle pretty me. It's pretty scary, Ryan, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to I'm get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network. Jacob, this is our last segment before we wrap up the show, so I want to kind of talk a little College World Series uh, finals as well as Major League Baseball. Let's go ahead and recap the LSU and the UT College World Series finals, game one and two. Uh, pretty much LSU taking game one and Texas winning last night, forcing the game three. Uh, Jacob, you know, who do you think will win tonight? Well, uh, my money is on my boys from Louisiana. You going for LSU, and you reside in Houston, Texas? What's wrong with you, man? 
Hey, man, I'm sorry, man. You know, all my, you know, all of my roots are in Louisiana. I'm very familiar with the uh, LSU, you know, organization, their staff, the city of Baton Rouge, you know, being a Southern graduate. So, you know, LSU shows Southern a lot of love, man. So, you know, we have to return that favor. So I'm showing LSU a lot of love tonight. Okay, then I, I, I guess I'll let you slide with that. But uh, I think UT's going to pull it out, man. I think UT's going to pull it out, and uh, they got the momentum. They won last night, late last night. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm going for our Longhorns over here. Uh, let's go ahead and talk. Let's move to Major League Baseball, Jacob. I uh, read an article last week kind of had me, uh, caught me by surprise. Uh, A-Rod, uh, 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 A-Rod management, uh, the Yankees management, I'm sorry, told A-Rod that, uh, uh, that he was hurting the team and, to take a two-day rest, two days off to rest. Uh, and, then, you know, then A-Rod came off, stated that, he, you know, he was struggling a little bit this month, and, and, and he was struggling from fatigue. And, Jacob, you know you know how I am, man. I just, when I heard that, I just was like, man, see, that's what makes baseball players soft, in my opinion. You know, the amount, from, for, for the amount of money that A-Rod's getting paid, you know, he's, he's claiming that he's fatigued and, he, and he's struggling because of that. Could you imagine the NFL player stating something like that to to management, or in return, management saying that to a player? I could see that player being replaced ASAP or being released. Well, I tell you what, Lamont. Before I talk about A. Rod, let me back up a little bit and just discuss LSU. You know, LSU started this NCAA tournament with a regional host in Baton Rouge. The first game they played Southern University, and as my Southern was up like three to nothing in the sixth inning, and it was a must-win situation for LSU because if you're a host, you definitely don't want to come out of that first game with the loss. And I think that game Southern University woke. LSU up, and they've been rolling ever since. Switching over to A-Rod. You know, Lamont, you know, you're making all that money, and you're talking about fatigue, and I understand there's a lot of things going on in his life, you know, with, you know, his divorce and, you know, some other things. Uh, but to say that you're fatigued, you know, you're tired and you're fatigued from playing baseball, Lamont, the first thing came to my mind was, okay, is A-Rod trying to take the season off so, you know, this steroid thing can die down and then he comes back? Uh, but for him to come out and say that he's tired and he's fatigued, I, that just didn't sound right to me. Yeah, it just, he, he, you know, he missed a couple of games, more than a couple, due to that hip surgery that he had. And he brought the circus with him with the uh, steroids before that. And, man, I, I'm starting to buy into all this stuff that people say about A-Rod, about being a, him being a diva and being high maintenance and all this stuff. I mean, I was an A-Rod fan. All the way back to you know the Rangers days, so I, man, he need to ship up and ship out, man. All that money they paying him, and, and and with the way economy looking, and people in New York City complaining about the ticket prices up there with this new stadium, I think, man, uh, you know, when you line up, when you put that uniform on, fatigue go out the window. Well, I tell you what, I think with the steroid situation, he wants to uh, minimize his in, his image and uh, his visibility, you know, in in the league right now. He definitely don't want to be caught up in that Sammy Sosa stuff. So, you know, I think he's, you know, trying to take a back seat and let everything, you know, die down, and then, you know, he uh, comes back and uh, be, you know, a, the A-Rod that we know. Yeah, speaking of steroids, let's talk about his steroids fraternity brother, uh, Manny Ramirez. Uh, Manny, you know, he's on his war tour. He's on his rehab tour. Uh, next stop is Albuquerque. I think he goes down to Albuquerque this week to play in their AAA or single-A team, and then he'll be, about, he'll be back up next week finishing off his 50-game suspension. 
Jacob, I, I just want to kind of get your opinion on uh, what you think the reaction will be from the fans and from the organization when Manny receive or when Manny comes back and rejoin the Dodgers uh, lineup next week. Well, you have to understand, he adds a whole lot to that Dodger organization. So, I mean, he's going to be welcome back in Los Angeles when he gets back with the, uh, with the uh, you know, Major League Dodgers organization. But, you know, he, played, he actually played last night in Albuquerque, and he went zero for two. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, he just kind of like wanted to, you know, get a feel of, you know, getting back into, uh, you know, getting back into the swing of things. And he, he, he started that process last night. But you know the you know he he he's a beast and he's gonna you know uh, bring something to that organization when he gets back. They're already sitting atop of the uh, you know their division in the NL West, and you know when they bring him back, it's just gonna you know I think they're gonna separate themselves from you know that second place you know the second place team, which is Colorado. I think at this time uh, in the in that in that in that division. Okay, we'll move real quick. We got less than two minutes before we wrap up the show. Let's go. Ahead. I want to get your opinion. Good or bad trade? Spurs acquiring uh, Richard Jefferson for three other players. You think that was a good move by the Spurs? I, I, Lamont, I think that was a great move because here's what it does. It gives you a guy. Tony Parker is so fast with the basketball at the point that it gives you a guy that can fill the wings. You know, Tim Duncan, he's not as fast as he used to be. You know, he's getting a little bit older, and so is some of the other guys. But when you have Ginobili on one side and now you have Jefferson on the other side who can fill those lanes, I think it's going to, you know, perk up the uh, San Antonio Spurs. And, Lamont, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Spurs have just gone from maybe the fifth team in the Western Conference to probably maybe the second or third team in the Western Conference with that acquisition of Jefferson. Uh, I, don't, I can't say all that. I can't agree with you all that. But what I can say is that uh, I thought the move gives uh, the Spurs, you know, like you said, a great wing shooter. Uh, from from the wing as well as bring some youth to that to that lineup. I think Bowen and and the other guys that they released was kind of a little bit up in age. So I think all in all that was a good move for them. But uh, Jacob, it's time for us, man, to wrap up the show. I want to thank all the listeners uh, for uh, for tuning in to Outside the Huddle with Lemon Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Have a blessed week and remember, sports plus business equals wealth. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. 
visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 